And welcome to Plan K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And we're doing a new drama. We're doing yes. Touch Your Heart. Touch Your Heart. I'm oh so my god. Excited about this drama. Stupid excited. Probably you guys saw when we live tweeted. Maybe you guys saw. Maybe one of you who follows us on Twitter saw. When we live-tweeted the episode, uh, just for fun, and I, I wrote exactly one of those tweets because I was so engrossed in the first episode, <laughs> I could not bring myself to write anything else. It's been a minute since we've live-tweeted together, because we almost never coordinate our times so that we can watch an episode together, but we had to. I watched the first two episodes, and then I texted Raquel... And said we had to watch them together because they're so good. They're so good. We, I was so stoked to watch them with you two because I feel like we get really hyped when we watch K dramas together. Yeah. Like you said, for this one, we were too hyped, so we didn't tweet as much as we should have. <laughs> I did more because I'd seen the episode. Yeah. But we're so stoked. Oh my God. I was grateful to find out that it was not just a Goblin spinoff. <laughs> Were you grateful? Were you a little disappointed? I mean, what we all needed was a Goblin spinoff, but uh, sometimes you get what you want and not what you need. I don't know. Maybe it's the opposite. I don't know. Um, but it was really, really good. I do like the characters. I like these two new characters that aren't a sad Grim Reaper and a jaded restaurant owner. Though I loved those people as well. Though they were amazing, I'm glad they're completely different mm -hmm. in this series. Which is to say, you said watching the trailer, you didn't think you would like these characters as much as you did. Right, uh... When I watched the trailer, I felt like they were going to be kind of cookie-cutter characters, like a cookie-cutter strict lawyer that is a typical emotionally cut-off K-drama male lead. And then I thought with the female lead, we were going to get a diva, just like a out-and-out, -out complete, uh, I don't know, just someone who... Definitely, like, a good character, but I just expected so much different from her, and I really like that we have who we've got. They're so much nicer than I thought they would be, yeah. and I love them both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because instead of what I thought with her, we got, uh, she is certainly ditzy, and she is certainly involved with her acting career, uh, but she also is so sweet. She's unbelievably sweet. Unbelievably sweet and so strong. Yes. I love it. And what a backbone. Yeah. I love her. She's definitely a character I can get behind. Like, I'm really excited to see her progress through this K-drama because you cheer for her. You want good things for her. You want her to get her career back and be the best version of herself. I don't know. I'm just so excited. I love her so much. Yeah, it seems like bad things have happened to her, but she's not pitiable. 
she's she's coming back and she's doing it her way i love that yes so yes she's our female lead her name i guess we can give her a name (laughs) is oh yunsio Mm -hmm. oh yunsio played by you in uh aka sunny aka sunny aka the most beautiful person in existence oh my god (laughs) i told my husband to guess how old she is and he was like somewhere between 22 and 54 (laughs) and i was like yep you nailed it she's in there i think she's 36 and she does not look it at all but in that way that you can't, like Jason said, you can't really pinpoint an age because she's just flawless and ageless and all of it. Yeah. I looked up pictures of her. I looked up, like, her profile, and it had a picture of her that she looked really young, like, early 20s. And you could tell. You could tell she looked a lot younger. Almost uh, naive youth, I guess. Yeah. But now she's just, like, mature youth. Oh, how? How? I was watching an episode in the living room of my house, and my roommate came in, and she stopped and stared at the screen and was like, oh my god, she is gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, she is day-stoppingly gorgeous. You just stopped your day to comment on it, and that's (laughs) about where it's at. That's where she is. Ah, it's insane. Yeah. And then uh, we've got the boy, the good boy, Lee Dong-wook. Oh, Jung-ruk. Yes. Wow. We said both of his names. Uh, Lee Dong-wook is everything. Yeah, I love him. He's probably, I don't know, it's hard to choose. There's so many good K-drama actors. Obviously, Ji Chang Wook is my all-time fave. The boy. The, okay, the I was boy. curious. Because he's my all-time fave. But I told Jason I was pretty sure Lee Dong Wook was your all-time fave. Yeah, I mean... It's close. It's a close call. Because, I don't know, some days when I'm watching uh, Touch Your Heart, I'm positive that no one will ever replace Lee Dong Wook in my heart. <laughs> so... You know, hard to say, hard to say. Hard to say. It's crazy because I think we just don't put any research effort into who they are as people or what they like as human beings. So you just go off their acting skills and they're our favorite actors are so talented. Yep. So they're probably all number one straight, pretty much straight across because we have uh, one criteria and that's that they're handsome and that they're good actors. Yep. That's two. Two criteria. <laughs> but that. I mean, they both have to be there, so they can't be missing one of those two criteria. Uh, so, and yes, he is both of those things. He is very handsome and he is a very good actor. I love him. Enough said. I think that he's most of why we watched this show. Yeah. No offense to Yuna because I love her. Yeah, she's amazing, but for sure. I And, like, I mean, I follow Lee Dong-wook on Instagram, and it was advertised. It's been advertised, like, every day on his Instagram for the past (laughs) 
three months. All those stupid Instagram translations that don't make any sense. Oh my god! And all you can get out of it is the title of the show. So you're like, I guess I have to watch it. Yep. Me and Em are going to have fun to learn Korean, not for any other reason except that we need to understand the Korean posts on Instagram because Instagram translator tool is no help. I assume it's Google Translate, mm-hmm. and it's just garbage. Yeah, it's bad. It's fine, because it still got me to watch it. I didn't have to know what was going on to be like, well, this is one that I have to see. Yeah. And this is exciting, because we're re-recording this episode. A little peek behind the curtain. Yep, part in that curtain. That, that this is the second time we're recording this episode. Because we got a new microphone. I got a new mic. Can you tell, guys? Can you hear can everything? You, can you hear Maurice crying? Yeah, can you hear Maurice <laughs> crying? Because it's like the softest. It's his very petulant. He's mad because he has to hang out with mom in the bedroom cry. He's so bored. Oh, and there he goes. Uh, you can hear everything now. This microphone's amazing. Yeah, it's so good that when he barks, which I'm sure he will eventually on the podcast, I'll either have to cut everything surrounding the bark out, or it will sound like it's directly in you, our dear listeners' earbuds, breaking them. <laughs> you just have to... I don't know anything about audio mixing. You have to use pieces of the theme song over his barks so that it's... Not as ear shat- shattering. <laughs> I just need to play, get... Yeah. Play. <laughs> yeah, he's the pop part. <laughs> pop, pop. It's <laughs> not as annoying as barking, right? <laughs> right? It's fun. Jazzy. Why did I bring that up? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> there was a good reason. Uh, uh, re-recording this episode... Who knows? Anyway, we have so many characters to talk about. They're all so good. So we've talked a little bit about our two main characters, but I don't know. I guess, do you want to wait and go more in-depth on what they're up to in this K-drama after we do the other characters? Is that a weird way to start? They're, like... Maybe. It's hard. But let's go for it. Okay, okay. Let's take the weird route. Okay, so... Going through the characters, um, we've got the lawyers. We've got Lawyer Dan. Oh, Lawyer Dan and Lawyer Choi, who I pronounce Choi, and I know that in the show they pronounce it completely differently. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't pronounce it that way. I'm It'll s- sound dumb. I'm a slave to however it's spelled, and it's spelled Choi. So Welcome to Plan K Podcast. Yep, where everything is mispronounced and we don't really review so much as give a synopsis. <laughs> so we've got two lawyers who are kind of stereotyped into their roles in the show, but I think they're well done still. Yes. I think they're very funny. I also like that the stereotypes are a bit unusual, I guess. I don't know. The timid stereotype is not terribly unusual, but the mama's boy stereotype is pretty unexpected. Yeah, the mama's boy and the fact that everybody's kind of disgusted by it. Right. 
like, such a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. I don't know. We just know Mama's boys. Uh, yes. I, we know and love Mama's boys. And I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm that much better because I have a really intensely close relationship with my mom as well. And I'm not sorry that she's the person I call when I've had a good work day or a bad work day or I didn't work that day. It just doesn't seem like a bad thing. No. I mean, I get that they're trying to play it as he cannot do anything without her approval and that he just kowtows to her will, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's kind of nice. It's kind of sweet. I hope he finds a girl who appreciates that part of him. Right. Um, But I liked Lawyer Dan's weird timidness because they added the twist of... She says things that aren't really kind or appropriate. Yes. And then she's timid about asking for forgiveness. She won't stick up for what she said. But she says it. She says the real stuff. I'm hoping her character arc involves her deciding that she's going to back up her really, really good, uh, ruthless, just like brutally honest spills her little mm-hmm. can't keep it in anymore especially because usually they involve her morals which is mm-hmm. kind of cool that she can't keep it in she's like oh yes you are morally disgusting i mean i'm sorry what i meant was <laughs> i i get behind that i hope lawyer Choi and lawyer dan both Get to change a little bit, but get to still uh, stick by their characters. Stick by these stereotypes. Yes. Um, and then there's the CEO, who is... Amazing. A, yeah. He is... There's a couple CEOs, I guess, but there's the CEO yeah. of the law firm, and he is a lawyer. Sort of. Sort of. I think he is. They're told he was at one point. I think a few times... Lawyer Kwan tells him to take some cases, and he refuses, because he's the CEO. He's very busy. But I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a lawyer. Yeah. Anyways, he's super funny. He's amazing. I like him a lot. I really enjoy the amount of comedic relief. He And there's actually quite a few characters that are funny as hell in this K-drama. Like, they know when to drop a good, good joke. Oh, his secretary, for one. Or the office's secretary. Yes. I love her. I love her. Oh, she's so good because she's not really funny. But she is funny by not trying, I guess. Right. She just, I don't know, she's like our little peek into the... Well, okay, 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 okay. Now I'm not sure which secretary we're talking about. Okay, so there's there's a receptionist and a secretary. Oh, yes. Receptionist is who I was talking about. Okay, yes. So she's like a little peak. She's like a little... If we were in that office, she was who we were going to be. If if we could dress that well and be that cute all the time... Oh, my God. Then she's the most, like, uh, relatable character. In the drama. Yes. And then, um, 
there is the, yes, the other secretary, who is the secretary. Secretary Yoon. Yes, and I love her. She's just trying her, her best. So She's her just... smile oh lights my up my day. It makes everything. It's, it's so sincere, because she. I think she often says things that could be, uh, like Oyunso says at one point, she could be deemed like the grumpy older secretary that just tells people what to do Mm -hmm. but the actress makes it so that she is the most kind-hearted secretary who just wants the best for everyone yes and it's so nice she's the mom the office mom she's actually a mom as well so that's nice but She's the office mom, and there's not a lot of motherly influence in this show, and that's not something that's often part of a K-drama. Oh my god, I just realized, how are they going to pull off a living together trope? If we're talking <gasps> tropes. Man, my thoughts are not linear at all today. But no, like, and where are all the moms? Where are all the moms, and where? how are they going to force these people to live together? Oh, we have so much to look forward to. Yeah. Maybe that's why I brought up that we'd recorded uh, this already, because we watched the first eight episodes instead of just the first four. Yeah. So if we, if we get too off track, and if we get a little spoilery, I don't think we will when we're talking personality types. <laughs> but if we're like, oh, Lloyd Choi is actually really nice, and you're like, in the first four episodes he isn't, then don't at us. Yeah. Because, like... We know. We get it. We know. We just watched the first eight, and maybe he gets better. Just be excited, okay? (laughs) Okay. Also, we don't check Twitter, so don't at me anyways. (laughs) Unless you want to just add us to let us know that you're listening, which is always a good at. Which is always a good at. Um, But who have we gotten to? Oh, office manager. Who, they are dealing some pretty rough cards to that guy. He had a really awkward first scene. Not awkward. I guess it was really well done. Mm -hmm. Just odd. Right. Like, Like a little horror drama in the middle of our normal drama. Right. And I get that that was supposed to be kind of a funny moment where it was like, oh, yes, she was wrong. He was not there to do a murder. He is the office manager. Look at her judging people by their faces. But also, like, yeah. what the heck? Like, don't <laughs> fucking tell us that he has a, the face of a murderer. That's so yeah. messed up. And they constantly say that to him. <laughs> They're like, oh, scary face, kind man. And I'm like, oh, he's, I don't know. Just be nice to him. Yeah, I don't think his face is that scary. He just has, no. just because he's not beautiful like a K-drama star. <laughs> like, not it's all like of us can be beautiful like a K-drama star. Maurice, for instance, yeah. actually, Maurice is a very beautiful boy. But a Stupid for how much of a butthole he is. Yeah. You don't deserve your beauty, Maurice. <laughs> <sighs> Good boy. Um, I love how the office manager talks in poems. It's very weird. Yeah. And I like it so much. I didn't even realize that until you just said that. He does talk in poems. He doesn't do it all the time. Just enough. And it's great. (laughs) (laughs) 
such a weird like we're talking stereotypes about characters and they just made this one up he's a romantic he's a romantic he's in love with secretary yoon and i mean that's really good and i want things to work out for them but also like I'm gonna. I'm kind of standing by what I said the first time we recorded this, where uh, I just like. I get it. Like he has a crush, but also like Secretary Yoon is a really busy lady. She's got a kid who's acting out. Mm-hmm. And she's got an office to run. Yep. And he seems to respect that. He does. But his feelings have to grow enough for him to ask her out as an adult so that she can say yes or no and be forward. Right. Don't don't keep it a secret forever and just let that weigh on everyone that knows and yourself and put so much pressure on this really great relationship. So maybe. We're, we're rooting for it because I love a romance between older people. I think that's really cute. Mm-hmm. Is it a trope in K-dramas? Seems like a new thing. Yeah. I mean, we got it with Descendants of the Sun. But I like it. I like it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You just gotta be straightforward. Yeah. I think that's like, I guess if we're comparing and contrasting, the big difference is that in Descendants of the Sun, everyone was very straightforward with how they felt about everything. That's fair. This one's a lot more secretive, a lot more crushes, which I get between the two main characters. I think they've uh, developed their relationship really well as yes. far as you work close together. And it's hard to make that uncomfortable by admitting that you have a crush on the other person. So if they don't have a crush on you then you've just made your office life real awful. Yes. I also appreciate that with this, I don't know, there's a reason for everyone to feel the way they feel about everyone else. It's not just, oh, you are the character I'm supposed to... Like, okay, okay, I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. The main couple. I'm really proud of how well established that relationship has been so far in these first four episodes i am completely rooting for them mm-hmm. absolutely i do not want them to do the uh, middle season breakup trope where they finally get together and then they have a big old fight and break up for an episode right Ugh. Ugh. if they do that to us i'm gonna keep watching I'm going to keep watching it until the end, <laughs> and they'll see that I'm mad. <laughs> I'll rant about it here. That's how they'll know. Yep. We'll get our... That's why we do this, so that we can get our opinions out in the world. <laughs> so we can make frustrated rants about things that haven't happened. Yep. Um, <laughs> and all of the love triangles that they've introduced are in the past, and they're dead and gone, and it's all Oh my god! Oh, we haven't even talked about the other two lawyers. Yes. A little bit forgot about them. Yeah, they're just some people that are fine. <laughs> they're doing all right. Um, but their love triangle is in the past. We don't have to 
worry about it interfering with our relationship now. I was really proud of how well all of the actors were doing in this K-drama because I knew who they were and how they felt about each other the moment I saw them. Like, that moment in the elevator where it was like, oh, yes, he's the friend that's visiting. <laughs> and they're in love, but they've broken up. And... Oh, my God. That was so weird. <laughs> I think I told you to tweet that because I had seen it and so I knew their relationship, but they had not explained anything. <laughs> and Rico was like, here's what's up. They met in college, they dated for seven years, <laughs> then they broke up mysteriously two years ago. I was like, we can't stop! <laughs> I wrote this K-drama, actually, secretly. <laughs> you wrote the secondary storyline yep. between Kim Se-won and Yu Yoram. Yes. It, uh, it's a really good addition, though, to have the longing and the hurt be focused on the secondary relationship and the love triangle. It's and... what we loved about Oh My Venus, right? Is that there was this perfect main relationship that we could just be happy with. And they put took all the drama, put it in a box, and shipped it to the second couple. <laughs> so we didn't have to worry about our ship. It feels really good. I think the best part about it being that... A lot of K-dramas do this will-they-won't-they they thing for so long that you kind of reach a point where you don't want them to get together because <laughs> too much has happened, they've hurt each other too many times, they've said the wrong thing at the wrong moment, and the right thing pretty much never, but they get together anyway, and that isn't always the best. Usually, by the end of a K-drama, the relationships are pretty well established. I don't want to make it sound like I've never liked a K-drama romance before. <laughs> but it does make it hard to root for the characters when they're constantly fighting with each other. Yeah. And so they decided to, yeah, box up that hurt, like you said, and dump it on someone else's doorstep, and I am here for it. Because I do like those characters, too. I want to see them have a happy ending. But I like that a lot of the mystery is embedded in why that relationship ended as well. Like, they're not coming out and saying exactly what happened. It's just over for right now, and hopefully they work it out, but we'll see. Yeah, I want to know so badly, but not as badly as I would if it was the main couple. Yep. I'm interested, but I'm not dying. So, this is exciting. I like the second couple. They seem like good people. Yeah. I like them a lot, and I, like I said, I like how good they are at acting. That that context, just looking at each other, and I was like, they love each other for real, though. All of the actors in this show, though, it's insane. Starting from one character we haven't talked about, uh, manager Opa, who we do. We mm -hmm. do not generally approve of that word, but that's kind of his character name. Anyways, you can say whatever you want. You can call someone Opa. Just know that it creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> you do you. You do you. It's creepy unless they're your actual dad. Or older brother. I think it's older brother. Oh, okay, okay. I think okay. Appa is dad. Appa, okay. Opa is older brother. Either way. Doesn't matter. Either way. It's, uh, it's a, not my favorite term of affection for someone that you're not 
in a relationship with as well. So Yeah. So if it's a K-drama actor, maybe not. Nope. <laughs> not going to judge. You do you. Yeah, do um, what you want. Manager Opa has a name that I don't know. So we're going to call him <laughs> Manager Opa. And his micro-expressions are some of my favorite things about this whole K-drama. They're Insane. so good. So good. But they're also just like... 5% more obvious than everybody else's, which mm-hmm. makes it a little comedic. Right. Whereas everybody else's is dialed down to that perfectly natural micro-expression phase. It's so good. It's so good. And yeah, even there's their more natural ones are so good, but his are hilarious because you just feel it. You're like, oh, buddy, you go through mm-hmm. so much. You go through so much, but everybody else's are so natural, but they've got it. They've got it going on. It's crazy. I think it was within these first four episodes where our main girl, Oh Yun So, watches a scene of her acting, and she's like famously this terrible actor, and so she's watching her old TV show where she's acting really poorly, and it's crazy to see her watching that, watching herself acting poorly, and just believe that she is Oyun So. Like you're so into it because her reaction to that is so realistic that you forget that there's an actor playing an actress. An actor playing an actress who is bad at acting, but the real actor is really good at acting and so you're really invested in the fact that she is this actress. It's man, we're getting insane. Yeah, we're getting deep. You guys are so good. Everyone on this show. Yes. Oh. Oh. So good. Yeah, I love how bad she is when she acts. <laughs> I love it. It's so un- it's just the right amount of uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. it is one of those things where typically I really like when the lead is good at what they do. Um just because, yeah, yeah, I don't like pitying them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, or I'm... Just, just knowing that you got so far just because of your looks right. makes you a little bit bummed out. Right. And then just as you kind of feel bad about the fact that she's really bad at her job, they pull it back by making her so good at other things. Like, she's not an idiot, she functions yeah. in the world really well. She has an and awesome... And she's dedicated. Yeah. Like, she's willing to work at this law firm because she wants it so badly. Right. So even if she's not good at it, she's like, this is all I've ever wanted to do. So I try. And I think that's cool. There's, like, a they could have played it as, like, she only acts because she's beautiful, not because she's good at it. And she doesn't really care. It was all given to her. But she loves it. She truly loves it. And that's cute. Yeah. And she works, like you said, she's such a hard worker. And also, man, I, oh, I will love her forever because she did the exact right thing in that moment when you're on her team and she's like, I'm going to show everyone. I'm going to get back at them. And you know what the best form of revenge is? Being super fucking good at my job. (laughs) The best. What an adult. 
What an adult. Yes, girl, that is all I wanted from you. Because nothing. How are you in a K drama? Right? Nothing slaps someone else in the face like turning around and fucking killing it. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Something else that I love is the sound design of this show. Jason walked by, like your your roommate, my husband walked by and was like, this is really funny. The way that, I think he saw a scene with lawyer Choi, and they do like the subtle baby sounds. <laughs> oh my god. You don't even realize how many sound effects go into this show, but once you start hearing them, you can't it stop. just makes all the difference. It's crazy. It's like that thing where when people swear in K-dramas, they don't completely block it out. They just play, like, a dog barking sound. Yeah! Or, like, when someone's feelings get hurt and they look bashful and then there's a dog whining or something. Yes! It's oh, really good. Uh, but, it's really good. But, like you said, just subtle enough that it's not campy it's not mm -hmm. too much you don't cringe because oh they're telling me how to feel yeah it's just very suggestive yeah. it's not the sitcom audience laugh track telling you when it's funny right it's very subtle it's very well done and i love it um sorry we didn't talk about any of the plot or what's going on. Yeah, I mean... That's next time, It's the I first guess. episode of Touch Your Heart. First podcast episode of Touch Your Heart. So, I mean, did you expect more from us? Hopefully not. Hopefully uh, not. That was episodes one through four, though. Do you have anything else to add, Raquel? Oh, I'm sure there's something that we recorded in the first batch that I forgot and will kick myself forever, but I'll just record it in the next episode. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, because we've already watched it, so now we can just go for it. Yep. Record five through eight. Another. Another. Um, so if you're going to at us, we are on Twitter. We are <laughs> at PlayOnK. And, and you can find our live tweets and follow us. And then and the next time we live tweet, you can be there and laugh along with there. us. And when you listen to our podcast, you can send us a tweet that says, I'm listening to your podcast and you said something stupid. I'd love to hear it. Mm -hmm. Love to hear that. Negative comments. I won't love be it. hurt forever and carry that with me for the rest of my life for sure. <laughs> I will not quit this podcast. <laughs> that is a 50% 50, 50 chance that I will not quit this podcast. <laughs> uh, Let's keep it positive. Yes, we've got a website that we love and adore. We built it to house our podcast. It's playonk.com, and you can head on over there to sign up for newsletters so we can let you know when we're starting a new K-drama or when we are... Doing something outside of the norm. We don't really email a whole lot. We try and keep it... We, we try and keep it clean. We're not going to flood your inbox. So sign up and see how nice yeah. it is to keep updated with us. 
Yay. Um, you can also just email us. We are plankpodcast at gmail.com. And there you can send us what you want us to watch next, what you think about the show we're watching now. You can send us spoilers if you just want to be like that. Go for it. That's the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Raquel likes spoilers. I don't. But I, she can read those. I usually do. If I have <laughs> given up on aspects of a K-drama. This one, I'd prefer you don't spoil it for me, but I would I would read it. And I would commiserate with you. <laughs> usually it's just when I'm really done with a love triangle or something. And I want someone to just tell me that it gets better. And one of them dies. Just let me know. Yeah. Okay. It's good to know ahead of time so that when I cry my tears, I can have the tissues. <laughs> I'll be ready. Last, we are on iTunes. Yes. Ooh, ooh. You can rate or review us over on iTunes. It's just play on K on iTunes, and we could use some good, good reviews or any at all. But and subscribers. Yes. And you can listen to all of our episodes there. They don't sound as good as this one. But also, they don't have a crying dog in the background. That's true. Shouldn't have ever gotten a new mic. (laughs) Should have just got a Britney Spears headset mic that only picks up your voice. Because he knows. He knows that everyone can hear him walking around the room. (laughs) So he's going to walk. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> um, join us here next week for episodes 5 through 8 of Touch Your Heart and thank you so much for listening thank you as always to James Hevel for our theme song yes we love it James thank you thank you <gasps> K-bye K-bye Pop.